Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you, and today is Friday, May 21st. We have the best of the week from an extremely busy week around the Jaguars, including Trevor Lawrence recapping rookie minicamp, the Travis Etienne at wide receiver overblown reaction, plus why head coach Urban Meyer is getting unfair criticism, and does it matter? Remember to subscribe to the official Jaguars Podcast Network, available on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a comment and a five-star rating. Let's begin last weekend with Rookie Minicamp, presented by Baptist Health. It was our first look at the rookies on the field. Only 18 players participated, but most eyes were on the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, who can't wait to get back to full speed after his offseason surgery. Yeah, man, it was great. Uh, yesterday was our first day had a good day with all the rookies and um, just getting out there and, you know, putting things together physically. You know, we've been working the past few days mentally and just getting ready. Um, all the guys kind of, have you know, we're going on install, so kind of thinking a lot, but it's it feels really good to get out there and get some reps all together. Um, so I know the guys are excited about that. We've had two good, two good days. I mean, there's only so much you can do with, you know, only, you know, 15 guys or so, but uh, I think we've made the most of it. You know, everyone has the right mentality, and it's been a very productive two days. I know for me, I feel like I'm in a way better spot than I was before that first practice. So I feel like I'm getting ready and just really excited, not only for tomorrow, but then to get all the vets in here and um, just to get to know them and get to work with them. And I know Coach Meyer kind of mentioned that you were working on getting the call in your helmet uh, during these couple of days of minicamp. How are you getting used to that? Yeah, it's different. Um, it's definitely a lot different than what I'm used to. I mean, we signaled in, in college, so... Uh, NFL is com- completely different, but you know I think I'm making good progress. You know I'm getting more I'm getting more used to hearing the calls and repeating them, and you know breaking them up to where everyone's understanding it and really being able to direct guys because um, some of the guys were just trying to learn everything still. So I think that's helping a lot. Me being able to you know take take charge and, and lead a little bit there, um, and it's just getting more and more comfortable with that, which which I am. But that just takes a bunch of reps. You know to get good at something, you got to practice it a lot. So I'm just gonna keep working it. What's been different for you, or has it been difficult to be on a pitch count? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's you know, I really appreciate the staff here, just looking out for my best interest, trying to slowly get me back in, in game shape and throwing shape for practice so I can go out there full go whenever the whole team's back together. So um, that's been good for me. It's a little, for me, I want to get out there and just, and just throw and go, but uh, I think it's, it's better for me in the long run just to take it slow and, and get acclimated just because Still recovering from my left shoulder. It's feeling great. Um, no complaints here. I'm making great progress, but still got to just be smart and take it easy. But yeah, I'm wanting to go out there and throw a lot, but we're keeping it, you know, around 30 to 40 balls, not including the warm up. So um, keeping it light just to make sure I'm, I'm feeling good. Head coach Urban Meyer shared his initial thoughts on Lawrence, Travis Etienne repping at wide receiver, and he had an early impression of late round pick wide receiver Jalen Camp. I'm just curious how, how cautious you're being with him. Yeah, he's looked great, been great in meetings. Uh, you know, no huddle quarterbacks have a tendency to struggle a little bit with verbiage and calling plays and getting used to a coordinator calling it in your helmet. He's really adapted well to that. He's on a 30 to 40 pitch count right now, and that's just our physical therapist. We're watching that. Role. We're being very cautious, can probably go a little bit more. But, uh, you know, we just want to be very smart about everything. Hi, Urban. Uh, I know you had mentioned that Jalen Camp was a guy that you didn't know a lot about when the team drafted him. Just curious what you saw from the various wide receivers, Jalen included, and of course, Travis too. 
Yeah, we're trying. If you saw, Travis was getting most of his reps today at wide receiver. Um, we're trying. You know, he's the leading rusher in ACC history. So for him to run inside zone and power and zone right now, we thought let's just, uh, at the worst case scenario, you have a running back with skill set of a wide receiver. Best case scenario, you have a, a hybrid player that can do both. And that's what we're hoping to develop out of Travis. Um, Jalen, uh, Jalen is a nice, nice guy. I, you're right, I didn't know him. He uh, is a big, strong, fast guy that uh, works his tail off. So we just had two days, but so far, uh, really good. The full press conference is available on Jaguars.com. The ETN news created a ridiculous firestorm on social media, national talk radio, and some national television shows. Meyer, in some instances, was criticized for the move to put ETN at wide receiver in rookie minicamp, but those criticisms left out the fact that the quarterback wasn't allowed to hand off and that this had been the plan for ETN all along to cross-train at wide receiver and at running back. On the Jaguars Reporters Podcast Monday, John Osier, Ashlyn Sullivan, Brian Sexton, and I discussed. Our next big thing today, I'll go next, is the overreaction to the Travis Etienne working at wide receiver business. It just feels so strange to me. A lot of it's from outside of the local marketplace. I get that. Some of it seems like it's sniping at Urban because a lot of people like to snipe at Urban, it feels like, in the national media that may not be around here a lot. And uh, that's been the plan the whole time, is to cross-train him and to give him some time at wide receiver because that's going to be what his position is. Not just wide receiver, but he's a running back, he's both. And how can you work at running back when nobody can hand it to you during rookie minicamp? Trevor's not going to hand the ball off. They weren't going to let him do any of that stuff. So... Why not give him three days working at wide receiver? I just think it was so overblown nationally that it's but it's kind of expected to be overblown nationally right now. But they do. It's your classic Twitter reaction news. Mm -hmm. You take a quote that you see on Twitter. You, as a national guy, you react without knowing any context. It was made to sound initially like, well, just working at wide receiver, which means he's just going to play wide receiver. Well, Urban never said he's no. just going to play wide receiver. He said from day one, and if you go back and listen to the availability when Urban talked after the draft, he said they would not have taken him as just a running back All right? at, yeah. at number 25. They saw this guy as an explosive piece to the puzzle. They were either going to get Kadarius Toney or they were going to get him there. Why wouldn't you work him at wide receiver this weekend? What in the world is he going to gain in a 15- to 18-person practice taking handoffs from the quarterback, if the quarterback could even hand off. Can't, won't, they wouldn't let him do it. Why yeah. wouldn't you work him at wide receiver this weekend? When did you coach? think they were going to start working at wide receiver? November? Yeah. <laughs> December? <laughs> Week 12. 2022? Now's the time to do it. It was the stupidest controversy I've – well – that's what they do. It's May. People, <laughs> but it's people want to be outraged so that they can get a reaction on social media. That's all it is because it, I was listening to the availability on Saturday, and he said, we've always had a guy like this. Anywhere he's been, they've had a multidimensional guy like yeah. this. So mm -hmm. That's what he was from the start. Yeah, and it, with 18 players working, give me a break. Yeah, and I saw something where if he's working at wide receiver, this might take away from him being a running back, and he might lose some of this. How hard if is he, it to play running back? Yeah. You take the ball, you like, hand it. He's you, done you know, this Run his whole where life. they ain't. Right. Yeah. Everybody knows for years. It's the easiest position. It's not easy. I'm not interested. But yeah. it's you the easiest do, yeah. position to adapt. Well, you take the ball, you run to a hole, you right. run fast, you run over guys. 
And Meyer did say he knows how to run power. Right. Right. He knows how to do this. He's been here, done that. He's the all-time leading rusher in the ACC. We're not really that worried about it. If they get in a bind and have to pitch to ETN, he'll know what to do with the ball. (laughs) At some point, uh, nature and instincts will take over. The Jaguars Reporters Podcast hits Mondays on this Jaguars official podcast network. A little later in the week, more on the criticism of head coach Urban Meyer. On the Huddle Up podcast Wednesday, John Osher, Bucky Brooks, and I explained a little bit of the background of that criticism and why it should be expected and why it shouldn't matter to Meyer or Jaguars fans. The criticism and all this stuff, the common sports fan, the common football fan, is sort of pre-programmed to criticize Urban Meyer. He doesn't smile a whole lot. He wins too much. In college, he was sort of the coach that was easy to dislike, sort of like Saban. When you win that much, it's easy to dislike you because you're the villain. You're beating everybody's team. So I think people are predisposed to not liking Urban very much. And, uh, you know, I guess as a Jaguars podcast, I would say to Jaguars fans, who cares? He's your guy. I just don't think he cares that much. I don't think the criticism matters that much. But I do think that's where it stems from, Bucky. Oh, it absolutely stems from that. For the casuals, uh, as they're called, (laughs) <laughs> they they look urban meyer irks them because he is a guy that comes from the college game and was the ultimate winner he won at every place and not only did they win they won big and they won in impressive fashion and so when you see a guy who urban being urban is an ultimate confident guy who talks about with these catchphrases and the ultimate competitor and plus two and a to b four to six all those things that have been central parts of his program People are like, why, 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 why? Like Charlie Brown's teacher, right? And so they get tired of it. And so they want to see him. They want to see him fail. And they want to be able to say, like, see, he couldn't make it. Uh, Nick Saban couldn't make it. And those things. And so it becomes that. The Chris Doyle thing, look, gave those fans an opportunity or those who want to see him fail an opportunity to kind of talk about, hey, this the big boys league, man. You can't do what you did in college. You can't do that. The Tim Tebow thing is really, look, putting two polarizing forces together when you have Tim Tebow and all the stuff that comes along with him, with Urban Meyer being who he is, all of that kind of it comes together. Because I thought that was another story that was overblown based on what it really is no or doubt. what it could be no if doubt. he signs. You know, and so it's one of those things. But what I will say, Jaguars fans and everybody else, is for so long the Jaguars have always been like, the underdog, there hasn't been a lot of winning over the last decade. And so it's natural to take that, take on that mantra, A, with the underdog, with the little engine that could and all that. Urban doesn't see himself like that. And the Jaguars aren't going to see themselves like that. So we all have to kind of flip from being like the little feel-good story to kind of being the villain. And so I'm okay with that because even though we're, Till is the primary, like I don't mind wearing all black and being the bag. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Hey, JP, you know what? I, I kind of fit into that as a college, as a casual <laughs> yes, college do. football fan. Sure. I mean, as a casual college football fan, you know me, we talk football. I follow, I follow college football enough to know I wish there was more defense. And I kind of like watching it to figure out the players who are coming into the league. I'm not an avid college football fan, but, but, but I'll be honest, for 10 years, I sort of rooted against Ohio State because I wasn't a big urban mind. You know, as a casual yeah. fan, I looked at this guy and said, he's – He's Darth Vader. He, and I didn't like or dislike her, but I'm not saying that. But it's easy to root against him, and I kind of rooted against Ohio State because 
I don't want to see Urban, Urban Meyer win another, win another national championship. I don't want to see Saban win another one. I root against Bama, JP, even though yeah. I like you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's uh, – <laughs> it, here's the thing, though. Here's what's important in all this. As you get to know Urban Meyer a little bit and, and as you get to watch him up close, you realize why he's been good at places. You realize why he wins. There's an incredible conviction and a confidence in knowing what's right. He doesn't really care. You know, if he thinks it's right, he's not going to sway based on public opinion. I don't think Saban is either. I, I don't think most great coaches do. I certainly like him more and respect him more from seeing him how he operates. And it's not just because the same guy signs our checks. I, right. I have a real respect for how he goes about it. I like guys in those positions who don't listen to noise. And I don't think he listens to noise. And I think that's a good thing. The Huddle Up podcast runs Wednesday mornings on the Jaguars official podcast network. When we return, cornerback Shaquille Griffin and wide receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr. explain the excitement around the team in this offseason. Plus, John Osher gets multilingual with wide receiver Marvin Jones Jr. You've got to hear this. All that after this. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank and single game tickets for 2021 are on sale now. Season tickets are also still available, but they're going extremely fast. And for any ticket questions, visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000. And as always, thanks for checking out the official Jaguars Podcast Network, a free subscription on Apple iTunes or Spotify. We have this podcast at the end of every week, Jaguars Reporters on Monday, the Huddle Up Pod Wednesday, the Ozone Podcast, Drive Time and Happy Hour archived here also. Give us that five-star rating. This week was the start and the end of Phase 2 of the offseason program. So for the first time, veterans were on the field this week with the rookies. The workouts were without helmets or pads, and there was no contact or team drills allowed. Only individual position group drills and very specific offensive or defensive work was allowed. The good news for the Jaguars, they had near-perfect participation in Phase 2 in this voluntary period, and the energy on the practice field this week seemed real. After Wednesday's practice, I caught up with free agent edition cornerback Shaquille Griffin, who explained his impressions so far in an interview that aired Thursday night on Jaguars Happy Hour Radio. It's a different experience. It feels good. And I feel like the reason why we have almost a perfect attendance is because you have guys who believe in something special. You know, Myers was the first one to believe by taking his job and knowing that we could turn things around. And then he got the guys he wanted to get. You know, drive went great. And now you got everybody here ready to get better, the way they improve, ready to change the world and the way they view us in Jacksonville. So, uh, you know, it started off with Myers first. And then the good thing is if Myers believe in it, we believe in it, and we believe in him. So that's, that's the reason why we have almost a perfect attendance because everybody wants to do great. Everyone wants to do better. So, man, uh, this feeling has been unexplainable at the moment. You got here in free agency, and then is Urban as advertised in meeting rooms? You know, that's, that's the, kind of the sales pitch in free agency, all yeah. that. You don't know if it's real, what is it? Yeah. How's it feel in real life? Man, he's the same as he portrayed. You know, uh, he, he loves winners. You know, he know how to win, he know what it takes, and now he's getting everybody to believe in that same thing. You know, it's the same energy 
day in and day out. You know, and he can care about what everybody else say, what everybody else thinks. He believes in his players that he got and his team. So when you got a coach like that, you know, I'm ready to run through a brick wall for him, you know, because this type of confidence that he have in us, you know, as the uh, as the organization. So, uh, you know, it, as, as advertised, you know, exactly what you get, you know, and that's, that's urban, and I, and I love him for it. You know, I feel like everybody else love him too for that. And, uh, man, we're ready for great things. You're new here, but... <laughs> A lot of guys in the secondary are new here yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the time of year to build that camaraderie, that chemistry yeah. as a defensive backfield. Yeah. And how important are these next uh, three, four, five weeks? Oh man, uh, it's very important. You know, we started early. You know, uh, every Tuesday since I've been here, I haven't had my, my house yet, but you know, right in my apartment, you know, I take the guys every Tuesday. We'll have Taco Tuesday. You know, we buy the pool, get a chance. And, you know, this is guys who I never met before at the first time, so I'm breaking them all in. You know, I'm accepting them that they accepted me, and you know, we have our Taco. Tuesday, every Tuesday, we get a chance to get together, speak, get a chance to understand everybody's story, everybody's family, because that's who I'm going to battle for. I want you to know that you can count on me to protect you and your family while I'm out on this field. And we already starting to build that, so I'm trying to get everybody on the same page, you know. Uh, the second week here, I took the whole defense out, you know, to uh, what it was, I forgot. It's like Texas Day, Brazil, I forgot. Uh, the there we go. That's exactly, that's exactly where we went, took the whole defense out, and now like one of the best experience because, you know, these are things that they weren't used to. And now this is something I can count on, you know, you know, throughout the whole year, you know, you got them off days, we go and watch film, we get a chance to interact, you know, these are the guys who I'm competing with, the guys who I'm going to battle with, I want you to be able to trust me like I can trust you. So we already started that, and these next couple of weeks, the next three weeks is going to be just as important throughout, even when you go to camp and you go through the season. Every week is important to get a chance to get closer every single day. That same day, Ashlyn Sullivan visited with second-year receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr. for his reaction and the importance of the sports performance program. Oh, it's definitely an energized group. Uh, we're getting a lot in. Um, every day, everybody's bringing the energy. Um, from the kicker all the way to every position on the field, all the coaches, everybody's bringing the energy. It's, it's lovely. And it's OTAs, and it seems like you guys are super excited to be here. So for you, what are you trying to get out of this right here, right now? Uh, I'm trying to, you know, you know, for one, get, uh, understand how the coaches are coaching, and you know, just understand them, um, help them understand me or everyone else. Um, you know, get better, get better every day. That's the mango. Get better, and and you know, stack these days. Keep stacking them, man. That's how you become great. So, and that's what Coach Meyer teaches us. So. Yes, and Coach Meyer also is is teaching the emphasis on sports performance. He is mm -hmm. transforming this building every day. It seems like. Mm -hmm. How has it impacted you? It seems like every player has an almost individualized workout and plan. Oh uh, yeah. So I'm a I'm a big guy, and individually, like I have a lot of individual things going on. So <laughs> he basically, you know, um, get with you one on one. If not one on one, um, he talks to you, try to understand. What, what can you do and what can't you do, or what's hurting you, or what's not hurting you. Either way, either way it go, they're gonna try to you know, help you out and do what's best for you. DJ Chark was telling us he specifically has gained a lot of muscle oh, yeah. and is trying to get bigger, and he told us to call him Muscles. Are you guys calling him that? That might be his own nickname <laughs> he gave himself, but we all know who the muscle guy is. <laughs> That's, we, ain't gonna, we ain't gonna speak on that though. We already know what's, what's, what's been known, we already know, we already know that. <laughs> Catch both interviews on the Jaguars' social media channels. Let's wrap this week with the Ozone Podcast. It ran Friday morning here on the Jaguars' official podcast network. And this week, it featured a fascinating visit with free agent edition wide receiver Marvin Jones Jr. Leave it to Osher to ask the tough questions. The offseason program and Spanish. How is your adaptation going to Jacksonville? How do you like it so far? And how far into that are you? I think it's great. You know, obviously we've been um, we've been here training, 
and that's a, just a testament to everybody that's that's here. Um, you know, that's it's, it's obviously it's, it's voluntary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, the whole team's been here, and everybody's been working. Um, you know, getting bigger, stronger, faster, and obviously this is you know the the first you know big week of um, you know right. us being together um, in a little a slight OTA mode. Um, you know, I just like the buzz. You know, I like the the feeling that everybody has. Um, you know, towards each other and towards you know this organization. Um, obviously, you know, I don't you know know what happened in the past or <laughs> how the feeling how the feeling was in the past, but I know the energy is here. Um, you know, the buzz is here. You know, within you know, us, um, and, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been great. It's been amazing to be out there, um, you know, with everybody, mm-hmm. you know, running routes, you know, seeing everybody fly around. It's been great. Give me a short uh, impression of Jacksonville, but do it in Espanol. <laughs> in, in Espanol, dale. Okay. Um, Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville es, es una ciudad diferente, diferente. Um, um, ahorita yo vivo en, en Miami. Um, and it's uh, diferente, muy diferente, pero, pero um, la gente, la gente son, you know, muy amable y um, me gusta, me encanta las, las playas también. So, sí, me gusta, me encanta. I'm going to give you a hint. My four years of high school Spanish did nothing for me. Right <laughs> so, and, and that's not just because it was 30 years ago. But yeah. uh, tell me about that. You obviously didn't grow up speaking Spanish. This is something that you have learned over time why the passion um i had a oh, i was about to start speaking Spanish. okay the uh, <laughs> the def, the passion um well i i, I grew up or, you know i grew up in, in the la area mm-hmm. you know so I, I grew up around like latinos but um i think it was um i went to costa rica with uh with my wife and, and her family and um i was you know trying to communicate with the people and i like i like to talk i like to, i'm a mm-hmm. social you know i like to, i like to socialize and stuff like that and, um, you know, when I was over there, I couldn't talk to, I couldn't speak to anybody. I couldn't really understand. I thought I knew a little bit, but, um, I couldn't understand them. So I was like, Jasmine, I got it. I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, I got to go to Spain, you know, just cause I thought, you know, I didn't, I thought that everybody spoke the same Spanish, but okay. you know, when I went there, they speak, uh, something called, uh, you know, a Spanish called Castellano. And so they, it's a little bit different, um, uh, accent and stuff like that but I mean Spanish is Spanish you know so I went over there um, I did uh, I did classes uh, eight hours a day uh, for one week so I was over there alone for one week uh, when I first went there I couldn't even order uh, uh, some fish you know and then when I left you know I was telling the taxis where to go and do all that stuff so in one week yeah so yeah so because I, I put in I put in a lot of hours you know so when I got back it was 2017 and during that whole season uh, I took classes um, I took classes online and I hired two Spanish teachers um, and I took classes Monday through Friday. So um, I did that for the whole season. And then after that, I didn't take classes anymore. I just I just traveled, you gotcha. know, and met people and 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 talk and talked with the, you know, with the with the, the locals and, and stuff like that. So that's kind of all I do. All I do now. Plenty more with Jones to come over the months ahead, and it seems like a great addition for the Jaguars wide receiver room. The full visit available on the Ozone podcast. Thanks again for subscribing to the official Jaguars Podcast Network on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. And as always, leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and we'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review Podcast, presented by TIAA Bank.